What's up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Blunt Table, Tim Griffin. How, How the fuck are you, man? Pretty good. Local comic in town. Finally got to meet up. Sorry for rushing all day, dude. Just literally <laughs> left the job site. And you're building a builder shirt on, so I guess we're going to be good friends. This is where I worked before I quit. No shit. What'd you do? Uh, I was a receiver there, like anything you would use to, for building supplies. Gotcha. And, uh, I just quit there like a month or so ago, a month and a half ago, just so I could do only comedy. Plus other reasons I was ready to get out. Yeah, no, yeah. no shit, man. It's a real job, dude. Those things fucking suck. I don't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, funny story, man, because this dude, like I went through some shit with this guy that was there, man, and he was like... Like, I borrowed, I used my wife's speaker at work, and yeah. she, like, told me not to do it, and I did it anyway, and then, like, one day, me and him were talking, you know, before we had this fallout, and I was like, bro, I was like, I gotta keep my eyes on that speaker, because if I lose it, my wife will just flip about it. It's the first thing that went missing, like, <laughs> like just like that, and, and so I'm like, so it's gone, okay, so a little bit of days go by, and I see, like, somebody has keyed my car. Oh. Like, I'm like, you keyed my car. Okay, I'm not going to say nothing to nobody except the manager. I took a picture of it, and I showed him. I was like, look, there's a, somebody keyed my car. He's like, no, 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 no. So a couple weeks go by. Somebody keys my car again, like in the same spot. Like, And I said, look at this picture and look at that one. You tell me that somebody didn't key this again. And he was like, yeah. So there's nothing that could be done about it. So finally. No cameras? No, like. They don't have any cameras yeah. out there. Did you shake somebody down? Was there like a fucking, do you know who it was? Oh, I knew who did it. Yeah. Like, you know, it was him for sure. Um, But he had been doing the job 20 years and I had only been doing it five and they kind of brung him in and was like, well, you're his helper. Yeah. So he didn't like that. And so he immediately like came in. The first thing he said to me was, just so you know, we're equal. You're not my boss. And I was like. Uh, it was like they did tell you to do anything yeah. I asked, right? And he was, you know, I didn't say that to him, but that, you know. It's that typical male ego check, though. Yeah. A lot of people can't handle that, man. Yeah. Especially, like, older, I don't know, anybody, like, 50 and older, honestly, dude, like, they grew up a lot different than we did. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's complete generation gap of, like, who you are as a human being. Well, I don't think it, it helped. Like he, like I could tell, like he was one of those guys that like drank every second he wasn't at work. So when he was, he was just so sour all the just time, miserable, like, just miserable, just fucking yeah. miserable. I know a lot of guys like that. I mean, welcome just, to the building industry. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, manual I'm, labor will fuck people up. I get paid to like work out. That's the way I look at it. And like it's just like kind of something I do on the <laughs> side with just collecting money. You know, got comedy, got side hustles, got shit. But like. That's some people's only job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, the people in the construction sites, when I worked at Builders, like, I knew like everyone that was there had done something wrong at some point where they ended up there. And this was kind of a high-end paying job for like if you had like a felony or nah. like you were a criminal. So this is like jail for construction. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's hilarious though. The boss, like he used to check like uh, if someone didn't show up to work and didn't call out and it wasn't like them to do that, like yeah. the first place he would look after he called them, they didn't answer was the crime blotter. Dude, I don't know how many times he solved the mystery. Like <laughs> when he checked the crime blotter. Yeah, no call, no show. Don't write that guy up yet though. He just might be in jail. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, we don't know where Terry is. All right. Shit. Damn. But that, that dude, he, he ended up causing me the issues and whatever so when i left like i put my notice in i made sure i noted like look this keeps going on like my stuff's getting damaged and all this like i gotta go so then when i left like his flip-flops went missing like a couple days before i had left and so it's funny because he came straight to me with it and it was like you just feel like it's me because 
you, you've been doing shit to me, so you think I'm the guy because I'm getting you back. And it's my boss who asked me, he's like, did you steal the flip-flops? And I'm like, bro, I don't steal things. Right. So I was like, who, who knows, man? Maybe they'll pop up one day. So, like, a couple weeks go by after I quit, and they found them, and they were, like, drilled to a rack. Like, they had two <laughs> Somebody drilled them? Yeah, and they had two nuts on the other side <laughs> of it, and, like, they called me, and like, dude, you didn't do this. I was like, bro, I told you I didn't take them. I told you they might turn up. <laughs> so, allegedly, I did. Allegedly? <laughs> allegedly. allegedly? As a guy that uh, just, it was, I'm in the legal system right now, I fucking got arrested, like, two weeks ago. For, shit sucks. Man, For man. weed. Yeah, yeah shit yeah. sucks, man. No, I got I had a guy at Snitch and I had a small operation, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so fuck yeah, man. This shit sucks. I don't risk it on anybody. That's fun to fucking drill somebody's sandals out. I like I miss being able to fuck with people that could ha- handle being messed with. Yeah, because you know, like I worked in malls forever. I was the mall kiosk guy. So like I sold cell phones. That too. Yo, did you get yeah, out of here? Not cell phones, yeah. but I did. Do you remember the virtual reality headset? Oh, like, dude, like the little games in the yeah, mall and shit. You remember the cardboard ones though? There used to be some cardboard ones that yeah. came out, and your phone went in them. But they did work like that. Like they were actually pretty cool. But um, it was like Google Boards or something like that. Google was the yeah. one behind it, and I used to sell those at the kiosk. Dude, I did this shit from like two thousand three or two thousand two to like. A long time. It's been most of my 20s. I was pretty much the Jewish guy selling lotion. Like, can I show you something amazing? Ah, I promised not to scream. Ah. So I went from, like, greeting strangers every day. Like, seeing an Abercrombie bag with a head cut off. Some girl walked by. He's like, you need me to sign that? It's been a while. No big deal. Am I, am I close? Yeah, yeah. It's good, dude. Oh, okay. it's, it's loud, dude. So, dude and not only that, but I can they, go back in and edit. I've got the sound turned up over half. They look so. like they're quality. Dude. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's, not, it's all right, dude. I mean, I'm you know, I'm not rich, but I ain't poor. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I say in the middle of the mall shit, but it's a very middle of the mall shit operation when you just watch me put it together shit. in like 25 minutes. Dude, that's all it is. I mean, at the show, when we yeah. show up comedy, that's all it is. A speaker, show up. a yeah. board, and then a microphone, a stand. The first gig we did at Burnt Mill a couple weeks ago, all they they have it set up for bands. It's like an yeah. actual venue. So like Everclear is gonna be there on the twenty second. So like here in a couple weeks. So I mean, I was like, all I need is a mic. So you guys got that right? And I was like, hell yeah, no problem. Show up and I'm like, all right, nobody's really here. They got one new girl behind the bar. I'm like, I just need a mic check. Do you know where the microphone is? She's like, oh, our people. We own the pizza place down. I'm like, cool. It's like thirty minutes before showtime, and I'm like. Listen, I've been here an hour. I'm just trying to get a mic. I just yeah. want to get everything set so I can, like, calm the fuck down. Because now I got to, like, entertain, too. Yeah, yeah until, <laughs> and then you got to, like, it's not just I got to worry about this. I've still got to do comedy. Like, it's yeah. not just, like, hey, let me clear my fucking shit. Turns out there was no microphone anywhere in the whole place. So, like, just to go through everything. So, I go to my car, get it. Now we can't figure out their setup, their mixer, everything they have. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> It was just a, I had to get loose shit out of his van, come up, delay the show 30 minutes, set it's up. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's always got his stuff in his car, always. too, man. Like, he said a bunch of comics, like, put together 10 bucks, put it together, yeah. spent, like, 120 bucks on it, yeah. and that way, if anybody needs one, it's always there. Damn, dude, I didn't even know anything about this. But I went and bought a speaker, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's crazy. I, I I've got a PA, it. too, is yeah. the worst part. I just didn't bring it, because, like, I talked to the guy, like, and the guy that I talked to was the sound guy there. Yeah. Wasn't even there. <laughs> I... The Beautiful first show. That's what you do. Like you're, it's supposed to not go well. <laughs> the the setup, dude, is like uh, I always like to get the setup. I'll show up an hour early and then yeah. try to get that setup done. It takes me like fifteen minutes if I don't get bothered. But 
I want to have it done because once you get it set up, then you got to get in the headspace of what you're going to do with comedy. And like you said, if the mic's not there, it's like, now, like, is the mic going to get there? Nah. <laughs> like, I mean, dude, nobody's called me quiet. Like, I promise you, there's a lot of things that people call me that's not one of them. I would yeah. be so worked out. And then, like you said, there was no mic at the end of it. So it's like, oh, it's cool. And then at the last second, where's that mic yeah. at? Nope, it's not here. Then you get, like, people sitting there and they're staring at They're there for you. And they're just staring at you like, what's yeah. going on? And they're watching you just struggle on stage. Like, eh. I mean, you're used to – anybody that's used to being on stage, you can bomb in front of anybody. Oh, I've done a – my mom showed up at one random show at Comedy Zone Charlotte one time. Yeah. And I was doing this, like – terrible jerking off and playing a fitness mm. joke and like i was like you know what are you on a stationary bike your dick's no longer stationary you just walk that problem out to the cyclone zone or you jerk off in the shower like an adult and as soon as i said like the jerk off in the shower i made eye contact with her and i was like fuck the best part is when i was backstage somebody was doing like miss parker jokes from friday that was my mom. Miss, I'm on a fuck you, Miss Parker. Somebody was doing that behind you? No, no. I was in the green room. So oh. somebody was like crowd working. Oh. And they kept telling, like, calling this lady Miss Parker. Oh. And the, and the fucking crowd. My mom's got like 4'11 giant fake titties. She's in my phone as Tits McGee forever. <laughs> like, I had a medical emergency where like I had to get somebody to call my mom. Oh, <laughs> and they were like, I had to describe to them how to get in my phone and like call her as Tits McGee. Oh. That's when I changed that. Like, that was, all right, we're going to grow up now. <laughs> Dude, I don't put people's names in the phone anything other than what their name is and if where I met them now. Because yeah. there was, when I worked at Builders, it was, while well, I was at, which I'm glad I don't work there no more because I had so many funny things. Shout outs. <laughs> I had so many funny things that happened, yeah. but I couldn't, like, talk about it because they, like, pulled me in the office and was like. Cat. They were like. Cat. They were like, don't, uh. <laughs> don't talk about work at all and i was like i don't even mention you guys they're like yeah but you're like mentioning work and i was and they were like we know you work here i was like i make a bunch of jokes about a bunch of things like yeah. why do you, why do you believe those ones and he, he was like we're telling you as a friend and i was like well i'm telling you as a friend i'm not going to do that <laughs> so but builders i had turned in a phone and i had there was a chick that worked there and i put her it's fucked up but i put her name in my phone as sexy ass june on my phone <laughs> so uh I turned the phone in to get a better phone and forgot to change it. And he went through the phone. Like my boss went through it. I mean, what just being nosy, like the old, I mean, he, it was a company thing. Oh, so yeah, so yeah. in reality, he yeah. could have, he had permission to go through it. Damn, um, yeah. so, um, so he goes and tells the chick, like, he's like, he's like, you want to see something funny? And like fucking, he shows her. So I'm sitting in my office and she like comes and knocks and she walks in. I'm like, what's up? And she's like, She's like, Tim, you want to talk about this? I was like, what? Well, what? And Because I don't even yeah. know. He hasn't told me yet because he's probably somewhere laughing. And not <laughs> only that, but like, he's either that guy that's cool enough to fuck yeah. with you yeah. or the, there's the kind of people also that like, want to shit on other people yeah. to like make themselves look better too. Well, he, he had nothing to prove to yeah. me. He was a big, big boss man. So, uh, but And she was cool as shit, so she thought it was funny, but it was very shameful and embarrassing for me because she was like sexy-ass June, and she, I was like... Is it before like, marriage, I'm guessing? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good. And, and so, and, and she, like, I told, I told my wife about the story eventually. Like, right. I mean, but even if that is, like, you can still... I can still admit other women look good. Like my yeah, wife, that's the. You know? So my yeah. wife is. If I said that girl looks good, obviously, unless I'm like, oh man, I'm about to like 
ran that chick or something, you know. No, like, if you're if you're behind a girl at Harris Theater and you can't like, hey, hey, do you see the ass on that girl yeah. right in front of us? Like, yeah. that's the whole point. Well, the same thing with guys. I see a yeah. guy at Harris Theater. I'm like, goddamn, that is an attractive dude. And I'll just sit there. I'm like, I can't even be around this dude. <laughs> like, fuck. Well, yeah, that's true. Got your props or props to do, man. It is what it is. Well, I've seen my wife check out women before. Like, that's or say she's yeah. hot, and I'm like, oh, yeah, she looks all right. Yeah. But look, look at this shit. The same woman, like maybe a year later. Uh, about June. June. Good old sexy probably, ass June. Probably a year later, and uh, there was a guy named Garrett that worked there with me, and Garrett thought she looked good, and and she was single, I think, at the time, and uh, uh-huh. so he couldn't find her on Facebook, so I snapshotted like her Facebook and sent it to him. Well, like. Like two days later or something like that, I took a, some kind of funny picture of one of the bosses and I was showing her and I opened up my fucking pictures. And it was right to and it. And it was right to it. So she looked up at me, I looked down at it, and then she was like, that's a good picture of me. And I was like, no. It's not, it's not like this. It's not what it looks like. I wasn't creeping. No, somebody else was creeping. I was yeah. helping them. I know we got the backstory of Sexy Ass June. I was like, but look, this is what happened. I sold my friend out. I was like, he said you look good. He couldn't find your Facebook, so I snapshot it and sent it to him. I was like, go verify I was trying to be a good friend, okay? Don't think yeah. I'm a creep. Oh, Even though I was a little bit of a creep, I apologize. Dude, the, where, the I think, like, me uh, you know Harrison Freeman? Yeah. All right. So me and Harrison have been hanging out a lot, played basketball, just common. I love his Jewish ass. Yeah. And he's just a funny dude. He's hilariously, he's 22 with like the personality of a 96-year-old man. It's his family. Uh, yeah, it's got to be. <laughs> got to be. Is it your heritage? What is it? Yeah. But uh, so we were talking like we were having one of those fun. Apparently he watches porn to like to completion. So yeah. like watch them. So we were talking like the weird group text with like me, him, Mike, and somebody else. And they were like, uh, what's the weirdest porn thing you've seen lately? And I was like, I saw a girl fuck a guy while the girl was like the guy, like missionary, and held the guy's legs back, but the dick was still down and like in her. I was oh, like, and I was blown away. Oh, okay. And then we were talking, and he was like, I don't believe this. So I had to find pictures and like screenshot it mm. and to show Harrison. Turn to find out, I was, was at that pegging him. Yeah, not pegging him, but she wasn't. His dick was fucking her. Oh, so okay. his legs are back like a baby, but his dick's down, and she's holding his legs, fucking him, but his dick's inside her. Damn. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen, and it was just I had to screenshot it because it was just hilarious. Turn to find out, I was at Billy Strings concert, first concert back. Damn. I ate a little bit of mushrooms, having a fucking great time. Uh, meet a lady, start to talk, and I go to like, oh, show you a picture of my dog. First picture that pops up. Is that Amazon lady fucking the dude missionary? I laughed for 15 minutes uncontrollably. Like, just had to, like, shut it all down. I couldn't even... Where, where are you going to go from there? Like, <laughs> phone and people, like, being right there. And you're like, shit. Like, yeah, I usually don't have anything, like, bad. I'm not, like, dude, single dude. Don't have to worry about any of that. Like, no problems. That might be a titty, like, from years ago somewhere. Yeah. But it's it's wild. Yeah. I've opened it up plenty of times to, like, look up something on Safari and Pornhub was the last thing that I was on. And I think then, every, like, every guy's yeah. number one thing. I had a girl I worked with back in the day, bartending, like, go to use. She was like, let me order a pizza. And I was like, yeah, she's my phone. Figured she was going to, like, like the Domino's app? No, she went right to the fucking internet browser, oh. popped right up right out of the gate. Oh, oh wow. Well. You know, we're cool, right? Yeah, yeah we're cool. I mean, we Is this a Me Too? <laughs> yeah, we watch porn. So yeah, dude, everybody does, man. You flick your bean, I do what I gotta do, you know, I fuck my hand, whatever. 
We are we are who we are. The internet tells on you because like yeah. the way iPhones are set up now, like if you frequently visit something, mm -hmm. like if you go to type in something in the Safari, it'll show like the thing down, the like a hole down. Yeah, they're, they're, they're yeah. like apps, but they're you know. So I have none because I had deleted them all at one point, and then like because you can delete them and then like ref like keep them off, but. The Pornhub one and the X videos <laughs> oh, yeah. still on there. So my wife was like, "Oh, look, you visit that so often, your phone saved it for you." And I was like, "Well, yeah, dude, just every it. day. Yeah. <laughs> just it's a part of the team, okay? You know, supports the team." I was like, "Like a really good hand bra. It's holding me up right now." X videos worth that now. So it shows, man. So what made you like? So I, that's awesome that you quit your job and did this full time because yeah. that's what we're all trying to do. Man. Yeah. Like I, mine. Luckily, I work with my friends. It's nothing to where I can't just drop everything and roll. So it's nothing serious. Yeah. Like. Luckily, like I said, with COVID, man, it, it knocked a year off for me to like really clear my head. I was in New York for like a stand-up NBC, this like bullshit comedy thing that I somehow made it into. I know what you're talking. Yeah. You know, they had something like that in Charlotte. I went. I was in that. That's where I got well, it from. But then I didn't make it. So yeah, I, I got it out of the Charlotte one, and then uh, I was supposed to. I was in Tennessee for like my birthday, yeah. and then I ended up taking my buddy who's a musician, and all we did was black out for four days. It was like the one thing of like change your life. Like here yeah. we go. I met an agent from like CAA, like the biggest talent agency, and I was the night before face down outside of Airbnb on concrete while it was raining. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Because you, you, you seen the NBC, because you didn't make the NBC thing. I so. didn't make, I got to so, the, like, I got close enough, yeah, like, but and, not anywhere. Yeah, yeah, so you thought it was like, yeah, man. Well, no, you meet these agents and like you meet these people and all they care about is like social media and all this shit. And I'm like, at the time, I'm like, I'm a 35 year yeah. adult man. Like, I yeah. do not, I've been maybe an 800 Instagram follower or something like that. Like, I, I think that's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> Instagram. I actually have like a account that I used and couldn't remember the password. So like, and I just started building up Instagram because I couldn't do a job and like manage more than one social media. It's just too hard. There's no way I can barely text so, one person. Like yeah. how people could yeah. like the side chick life now. I yeah. couldn't do it. So I have like more followers on the account I can't get into than my actual account that I use. But Facebook, I built that. I got like a little over five thousand on that. Damn, so, that's a lot. It it's a lot of racist white people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the demographic. It's like separate. Hey, keep it, find out what your grandma's doing. You know, uh, that's what Facebook comes in handy. The day my dad gets one, I'm over. I'm out. I'm done. I'm deleting everything. Yeah. Like, I had a so I just started this like podcast a couple months ago, yeah. and my first one, I threw it out there. My uncle shows my grandma, and it's me smoking a blunt, mm. and just shows it to her. I'm like, here you go, <laughs> drop an f bomb in the first like thirty yeah. seconds. She texts me. She like wrote me out of the will. Damn. I was like, if you really listen to the end of that episode, I yeah. said some terrible things. Yeah. Like, things you should have been mad at. Yeah. Like, things you would have, actually, we would have had to have a talk about. But, yeah. like, That's, thank God. <laughs> I want to you out the will. Yeah, hey, hey, I got arrested a couple weeks later. I was just trying to, you know, I got my knuckles tattooed. <laughs> I'm just trying to push... I don't care, man. I don't live life for other people anymore. Like, my family's, like, super old school. My yeah. grandmother lives in Ashboro, North Carolina. Yeah. Like, they just got a Chili's not too long ago. They feel yeah. really on top of the world. There's just not a lot there. And not only is there not a lot there, a lot of people who live there, like, don't go anywhere else. So she's never been... She's been to Myrtle Beach a couple times. That's about it. Never seen the world. Never... So she's... All she knows is just, like, Fox News 24 hours a day, a clown collection, and Joel Osteen. That's about... That's about her... 
Boom. I don't watch the news. I don't either, man. That's I, why we're probably happy people and like yeah. genuinely enjoy life. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a lot of people that need to hear it, which is that the, you have to remember the news is a TV show. It's entertainment. Like, it is a reality. So when like point. CNN and Fox and all this stuff was coming up, they had to say like, we're not really news, we're entertainment television. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's like, that is what it is. Like they, if the ratings aren't good, but they're telling the whole truth, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, you know, and there's, I think there's powers that be that will prevent somebody from doing that. They'll just buy your damn, your news station. And They'll do whatever. Shut yeah. you down. That's why I love podcasts, man. I yeah. love like, I'm addicted to real now and yeah. I've always been like that. I've always been upfront. I've always like never hid. Dude, if I got something, whatever, dude, we all, we're humans. We're all fucked up. We're yeah. all terrible. We've all done terrible things. And we're not happy about but, like, be honest. Be real. And I feel like podcasts are real and they're real conversations. Yeah. And it's not, like, fake ads anymore, like, fake stuff. We all try to get paid, but yeah. it's real conversations. You get to meet these, like, real people. Like, seeing actors not act and have to, like, talk their own yeah. lines yeah. and just how dumb every one of them sound. <laughs> oof. I mean, because if you only see an actor in movies, you don't actually even know that person. Mm -hmm. Like, you only know who they play in the movies with you, and yeah. you don't actually know who they are. So writers, man, dude, talk about the fucking like the unsung heroes, the MVPs. Yeah. Have you background. seen like? Are you fans of Shane Gillis at all? Uh, I've never. Who's that? He's a comedian. It's he's he was the guy from Saturday Night Live that got hired and then they kicked him off for like an old tweet about like some Asian dude. So I he got man. I don't I don't know anything about SNL because it was like as when I was growing up, it was already kind of shitty. And what I do now with SNL, I just like their best things will be online, and then I'll yeah. scroll through and catch them. Like because they have so many misses now, I think. <laughs> dude, I, they're 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 in the like political yeah. kind of. They're not in like comedy to me. Comedy's yeah. bro breaking the lines, finding the line, fucking push, do freedom of speech, stand for your guns, like say terrible things, but the whole point of saying them is to make them funny, right? Yeah. And like that's why I love conversations with comics more than anything, because holy shit, all the things go out of the window. But so this guy Shane got kicked off, so now he's doing his own sketch show though. Yeah. So he just want dude, Tony, it's the best four minutes of your life. It's Donald Trump speed dating, hmm. and it's fucking. Hilarious. Shane Gillis. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's like Gilly and Keeves or something like that. So it's like they're doing little sketches and they're just throwing them out. Hmm. They're all pure gold, like Chef's Kiss. Like, oh, I showed everybody. He's on. Of. He's on our level. Like he's he's still working his way up. No, no, he's oh, past he's us. Made. Yeah, oh, okay. he's been okay. way past. He was oh, in the New York scene. He's on like Legion of Skanks. Him, Dan Soder. He's been around for a while. Man. He's got Matt and Shane Secret Podcast. I may know him, yeah. and like I see his face, and I'm like, now nah, that you're talking yeah, about, yeah. but like, there's some like I still know so many comedians, dude. There's like, a lot of us. There's, so many of them, <laughs> there's like, a lot of us that are here, let alone like yeah. real ones that are actually like yeah. touring and doing this shit. You know, we're trying, man. We're getting there. Well, yeah. I, I mean, mean, you're doing a lot for the local scene, man. It's it's <laughs> rad to like finally actually meet you, man. This is good. Yeah, I, I kind of seen you. I see you followed me on Instagram, and I, I didn't know who you were yet. And then, like, I believe Mike had mentioned you, and then I seen you at that show that, that was there. That yeah. went off pretty good. I still don't know what's up with that. We still haven't booked another show there. Like, I don't know what's going on. Was that Foxtrot? Yeah, yeah. It was a pretty good show. I thought it was. So, yeah. it, it depends on who's. It's all about. The guy that probably put it on wasn't even there. Didn't even see anything. You know, it's uh, just... Well, no. The owner is Joseph. He's yeah. a really nice dude. He was there, and he, you know, he dabbed me. So the show was good and everything when he was there. But I guess someone else typically does his booking. So, gotcha. Like, now I'm trying to get up with his booker, and it's just, like, impossible. Mm. Middleman, and then yeah. they want 10% or fucking just put you in there. Please, if they do that, I'll... 
It's already a... for the birds, dude. <laughs> it's for the birds. So like watching people book bands for like bars and take yeah. like there's this guy that took like twenty. They would get paid like hundred twenty five bucks. He would take twenty five of it every night. I'm like that's fucking crime. Well, All they had to do was call the bar themselves. They could book it. Like it's. The the easy, the hardest part about this game that people oh, don't understand. A agency? Uh, some bars. Some oh. people will like use a guy because they are lazy and they don't know what they're doing. So they yeah. like, I don't want to do it myself, you know. So they'll pay somebody to do it, but that guy will just take money out of artists that are actually working yeah. for just being the guy, you know. Just being the middle guy. I, I hate that. I hope it all goes away. That's like, one, man. Hey, you know, that's why I don't like agent. Like, I'm not gonna like. I'm not even at somewhere where I'm worried about an agent right now, Fuck or man. or getting like having to talk to these people because sometimes I'll message people and then they'll want me to go through these third parties to get to them, and I'm like, dude, like what you're doing, you're wasting money right here. Like, you could be spending all that money that you're using on doing actual entertainment, and it's so hard. But if you just book the whole season out, it's so much easier to keep up with. Dude, it's not hard to reach out to people. It's really yeah. not. Yeah, like, yeah. it takes a little effort and a little time, and, like, it's a conversation, and you try to get it somewhere. But, like, to just show up, talk to people, build, it's oh. not that hard. Like, it does take some time, but... Most of my bookings come yeah. from walking in the door. Like, I think half, yeah. half my shows are referrals, and the other halves are venues. I just walk in the door, and I was like, yo, like, this is a good venue to do comedy. So, and I know where I'm picking. Like, I'll walk in, and I've seen some people, like, what about this place? Check that out. And I'm like, eh, like, I've... You know, if I go check out a venue, a lot of the times I'll go there a couple of days during the week and just see what they're already looking like. Yeah. So see if I can help them or not. Or or if they have seating, like I have to figure out if they're actually going to be able to do Bring it. Bring chairs, tables, so, stools, yeah. all that fun shit. I some, mean, you can rent all that stuff, which is more learning. More on the oh, yeah, area, dude. You know? And if it's for what we're doing, we're not yeah. at that level, yeah. too. Uh, God damn, what the fuck was I going to say? That's something good. Oh, well, brain. <laughs> well, something to face hard is uh, they got basically musicians are the most competition that comedians have because <clears throat> there's not comedy everywhere. So when I come in the door, there's a list of things that venue owners are going to say, like right out gate, like that they just don't understand. Or as far as like uh, I find out a lot of bands around here, they do shows and we'll be there three hours and yeah. get 150 bucks for that three hours. Well, see, when I sell a show and I'm like, okay, well, it's $400 and it's yeah. only going to be an hour and a half. And they're like, oh, and that, you know, that's, no, I was like, there's a bigger picture here. I was like, you know, I was like, you ever book a band and only six people showed up for it? I was like, and then you have three yeah. hours of that shit? Like, well, we have an hour and a half of a quality show with a full room. I was like, and people that stay afterwards so i was like it's much different like and so One of the, the yeah. best things lou told me was like hey ask them before you even get a price what they pay their cover bands cool you pay that cover band for three hours i'll do the same for an hour and a half yeah. and like just start from there and go and that's such a good idea like just go ahead and get all the information right out of the gate and not give yourself up yeah well lou's, I, lou's a gangster man he's been doing this a decade you know lou does it that way i, I yeah. tend to think money is the last thing you should talk about and, and yeah yeah and really it's because some people when they only deal in dollars if you say four hundred dollars before you tell them like i'm gonna bring you new customers and do all these other things and it's like well i just don't want to talk about it yeah. and i've started like i say oh well it's four hundred dollars or something and they'll say oh thanks and that's it so i think it's best to go through the whole show give them all the perks and tell them everything that's going to go down and then the last thing we talk about is like all right well let's talk about yeah, the yeah. money and then and then we're already invested in doing the show before we get to the money so that's 
We all have our different techniques, but that's the way I like to do it. We're putting on shows, man. Dead Crow's coming back, too, from what I hear. We're looking like a couple months, like June, I think, is what Timmy was saying. Fuck. Soon. Soon, man. <laughs> Chomping at the bit, dude. I'm ready to just like sleep in a sleeping bag out front. <laughs> I want to go there again yeah. just because the most comics congregate there as well. Yeah. So you have, you know, you have some conversations with comics. I'm, there's some out there I haven't seen in a year and some change, like Brian Piccolo. There's yeah. some new comics out there. It's like, cool, man. We all get to get back together. Shit, the fun. That's why the best of like doing these shows locally, the way yeah. we've been doing them, like Sour Bar and yeah. all these places. And like what you were saying, going to places like kind of like weeding them out. Dude, I've done so many gigs at like where there's a restaurant and I was doing a comedy battle and there was like a baby that I made eye contact with in like the middle of an R. Kelly joke. And I had to be like, hey, can you hold your baby? Can you like hide that for like five more minutes? <laughs> I just need to I just need to get through what I need to get through. That was like when he was in Africa. They brought this girl on stage. Ever hear about that? I did not. He brought this girl on stage and what he sung to her was like, do you got your passport? Do you got your shots? <laughs> Oh like, just like a fucking 15 year old just right just just like come here <laughs> okay i got you that's how i heard you can't do that in front of everybody Timmy on, started that way I think. oh yeah like he was doing tgf fridays like when there was no comedy and i think before there was a dead crow like right when he first was starting i mean there was like here. nut street here back in the day i know of I that i never went to no, i've only been here like seven years eight uh, years something like that I haven't known Timmy in a long time, but that's what I've heard. And like Nut Street was before that, and they changed it. Yeah. Around, I guess so. I, he just happened to be on a show. I was on at Waterline, Waterline, yeah. Waterman's Waterline, one of those two. I think Waterman's is on. Uh, that's right, because Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, that sucks, man. Because it was a good mic too. Because Wednesdays it was there for if you weren't booked on the other one, just another night, you yeah. know. I need to talk to Chris actually, because like I had mentioned, it, like because see. There's Waterman's, and then the, what's the other? It's like Water Brewing Company. There's Waterline. Waterline. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's the one downtown. Lou, Waterman's is where uh, Fibridge yeah. used to be. Yeah, and Lou has Waterline. Yeah, yeah. So, and I never had heard of this mic that was at Waterman's, so I hit up Waterman's to do comedy there. And then, like, once I scrolled down far enough, like, a long way, yeah. there was a flyer. I was like, shit, there's already comedy here, and it's stepping on toes. So I messaged Chris. I was like, yo, I didn't know, like, you were already here. And I messaged them. And then they fell out, and I was like, well, no. I think Harrison's trying to get it going now, but I don't know if he's trying to do it. Um, I don't know. Trying better, to think hey, of another you better one. better hurry up, because I just talked to Don a couple days ago. Yeah. Go ahead and get on that fucking phone, boy. <laughs> get your 6'5 Jewish-ass flying, son. The Harrison, flying Hebrew. Harrison, I got chilled one time, because he, uh, he was like, I was the host in a yeah. dead crow, and I, uh, I introduced him as our favorite Jew. And... and <sighs> You know, he got which, mad at that. Which, he got mad at that? He didn't get mad oh, at that. He thought say. it was funny. Yeah. But then, like, Amy, and, and again, I don't think she was mad. She was just like, oh, you know, like, you got, she was like, don't say that. I was like, he is our favorite Jew, though. And <laughs> I, was, she, I think I called him, like, Matashahu with Benjamin Button disease. And, uh, I've called him, like, a lot of terrible things. The Hebrew yeah. hottie. Like, and, but he loves it. Like, he plays it. Like, he does it. So, <laughs> you know, and, and plus, I think, again, comedy comes from intent, which is part of why SNL ain't funny. Because exactly. You can't We're, have a bunch of people making jokes about stuff that they actually believe. Like as far as the person's character, you can't be funny with it. Like, nah, man, and you gotta fucking go. Okay, yeah, correct. Yeah. And but anyway, I introduced him as our favorite Jew, and she was like, "You can't introduce him like that." And I was like, "But he is a Jew, and he's our favorite Jew." And she was like, "Yeah, but you can't." And then yeah, <laughs> it's like that's our favorite Mexican. Yeah. You can't say yes, I can. It's Guadalupe. We I worked in. I was my. I've had like everybody tells me I've had so many different lives. So I did the music venue here for like six years 
So that was like a good part of my life. I was in a band, did restaurants. So I used to work at like a like a TGI Fridays too. Mm. Saying you're a sous chef at a Fridays, boy, that's a hey. Where you cook at? Oh, you know. That's, I've done fast food, yeah. but I never did like waiting. Like I never managed to get in there. Like boy, fuck that. Never I don't again. Think I could do it. Fucking with people's food. Like I can. The only bar I'll ever. I can't even bartend anymore. A girl asked me not too long ago. She was like, "Hey, it's a real estate thing." You want to bartend this? And I was like, I'd rather blow the Wu Tang Clan in front of my father. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? The, you should, instead of bartending oh. a fucking corporate real estate gig. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not hurting for money. So it's like, yeah. if I'm doing something, it's because I want to do it. The whole point of like life now is like, do what I want to do That's... and take everything else. It's all about freedom. And like, the more I've gotten it, the more I can actually like be myself and yeah. just, dude, I'm all in. Well, like, that's real. That's why I loved like when I heard about you from just a couple people like hey quit his job let's roll I'm like fuck that's what i want so bad it got to a point dude like where i had to i had to wait till the stars aligned yeah. and like it's been five years of doing comedy but like i got a different dynamic than a lot of the like, other comics which is that i have kids and a family so like whereas one of them could choose to live in their car and do comedy like yeah. i have to make sure i provide so yeah. i can't like risk something without knowing i can get a return so it took a while i built up rapport i got a speaker and then uh, I got tossed a spot, like a uh, leaf and barrel was the first spot I took over. Somebody was trying to give me that a couple years ago. I used to work at yeah. Liberty Tavern, like Ogden yeah. Porter's Neck area. Maybe, and, and yeah. it was at Mike Bush. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Probably. Yeah, and I was probably the last guy he asked. So, and I didn't want to do it, but then I was like, you know, I'm going to, and then I springboarded off of that and kept going forward from there. And then once enough time built up, we had Corona, COVID. Uh, a lot of people were screwed over, but like I really prospered. I still Same. had a, I still had a job. I still was doing comedy, and then I mean there was a little bit of time off, like uh, you know, but uh, was making the money and then getting the stimulus on top of it. What I did, I just took, especially with kids too. Uh, Hell, balling! Oh yeah, dude, balling! Three, three kids, yeah. and they were like, "Oh, you're gonna get more this time." So uh, we're sitting there uh, getting like a seven thousand dollar check. So we got two of those, and then I took like every bit of money from those two. Like my wife sent me my half, yeah. and then I just dim, dim rent, car payment, and spent just all of it on those two things, and made myself like, okay, I have this long to get enough revenue to keep doing this. So now I got a three month window to fill up everything, so that way I can continue to just keep doing it. So. I, well, I'm pretty close now. So fuck yeah, uh, man! I, Dreams yeah. can't come true, dude. Yeah. My dream was being the guy that could go into a bar and have one drink and go home, yeah. and I fucking achieved that. And yeah. I never thought I did. Alcoholism runs so hard in my yeah. family. Like it's That's, it's rad. It's good to have to have a drink and leave and still have yeah. a good time. Fuck like, yeah, man! If you drink a lot or do anything a lot, it's like hard to remember how to have fun without it. It's, it's yeah, man. I was just that constant like running instead of dealing with shit, and I had yeah. no idea. And then I finally like started to work on it work on myself like got yeah. the time i think sometimes yeah. it becomes easier with with age too yeah. at that point you get ready to do it and some people just don't get that point fast as other people and, or they just never were even exposed to it yeah. so they don't know so. all i knew was like drinking that's all yeah. i knew like yeah. my parent like my dad like all my lifestyle dude that's all i knew was like what are you doing we're going to the bar and i'm a big sports guy too what do you do? You know, you go to a game, you get fucking pregame, you get hammered, you grill, you know, the concert guy, what do you do? You pregame, you get hammered, you grill. Exactly. So. Yeah. 
Because I used to only drink during football season. Yeah. Like, I would drink during football season, and then once the Super Bowl was over, it was like months and months and months I may not drink at all, just because I just didn't do it. Right. But now that you do comedy clubs, like, I gotta make sure that if I do have a beer, like, I only have one. If I have two, that's it. Because basically, my dream hinges on me having a license. I can't do it yeah, if I correct. can't drive. So, yes. And not uh, only be smart, too, man. Yeah. Like, uh, moderation was just something I was never good at. Yeah. Like, I, even with with anything, I would yeah. always subsidize it with something else. Yeah. So, like, I was just that abusing kind of guy. Like, if I did something, I went full retard. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard of retard. drug court? No, no. I had to go do that. So, I'm, I'm in drug court a lot. Drug court <laughs> right, but not like, like yeah. Well, drug court, yeah. like, I got in a lot of trouble when I was, like, 19 and 20. So, I went to prison for, like, four months. No shit, and, dude. Uh, on two separate occasions, I went for 90 days in the Damn. Four months. So Did you do the 90 instead of probation, or was it, like, a, just a straight it 90? Was, it was 90 because Fuck. the probation... I just it, I just went ahead and activated my shit because yeah, yeah. I was standing at a point where I could pay them two thousand dollars or something like that. It might have been even more than that, and, and or just go to jail. And I was just like, I'm still gonna be on probation, so I'm gonna pay them the money. I've already got violations, yeah. and then they're gonna not give me my money back, and I'm still gonna go to jail. So I was like, eh, I'll just go to jail. So I went to jail for three months. And then enough time went by, went for four months to prison, and then I was like, well, I'm not getting in trouble anymore. Yeah. So, Smart. I kept driving with no license. Like, so I had six of them. So you went to prison up. for, like, no license is all you went for? No. That's ridiculous. I had a lot. I had a yeah. lot of possessions. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, And yeah. then I had, like, you know, they would pull me over, and it's like, okay, you have no license, you have no insurance, your tires are not safe. Um, you And then I remember the first time that I ever got pulled over and I didn't have a license. I still had, like, the card, though. Like, yeah. they hadn't taken it. So I got... I mean, I lost my license the day before, and this cop knew me and was riding around my neighborhood. Just looking for it? And when he seen me drive, yeah. he pulled me over, and I was like, what'd you pull me over for? And I had my license in my hand, and he's like, thanks. He was like, we both know that's expired. And he, and he just put it in his pocket, so he already knew. And then, like, I mean, he... So he also charged me with presenting a license new to be invalid, or, like, not valid anymore. <laughs> like, gave me an extra charge, like, yeah. for it. Yeah, this is the ones I'm going through now. Oh, man, you go ahead and lick your finger, move that page, lick your finger, move that page. How much time you got on your hand, friend? <laughs> go ahead and pull that up. It's been a while since I've been uh, in trouble. Dude, I, I, same, man. I'm trying not to. I don't really do that much of anything, man. I've never really yeah. been in trouble. I, get, I did get a DUI when I was 18. Yeah. And that was just me being a fucking idiot. I was 18, I was in college. What do you want me to do? You know, like, yeah. dumb, dumb move. Learned, bam. Bad. But I learned, I mean, I did it about two million more times. So yeah. I, I've got knock on like fucking everything. Now, these days, with like Uber, all this shit, like yeah. you have no excuse. Like if you get a Dewey, that's 100% on you. Like there's a million options. That never was the choice, like back in the day. There was no lift in the Uber. Yeah, right? fuck no, dude. You but two feet. And <laughs> I don't know why so many things didn't sink in for me for not following the law, but like for some reason, like drinking under the influence and shit was one of them. So. Even when I was, like, 18 years old and underage drinking, like, I was, like, we had a taxi and it tossed $25 to get from downtown to my house, which was by, like, North Brunswick High School yeah. in Leland. So, Did you grow up here? Yeah. Nice, dude. Yeah, so, so you're one of them with you and Hunter, a couple of them, man. Yeah. There's I, actually, I've never met really too many people from here. I've been here in North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm still getting to know some of those guys. I still don't even know some of their backstories. Like, we hang out, but we still haven't, like, gotten into yeah. this conversation. That's why I like this shit, man. You learn a lot. Like, me and Mike, dude, we laughed for... We went almost two hours. Oh, yeah, It was yeah. fucking... Just flew by. It was messed up because I was supposed to do a podcast with him and uh, Harrison, and then, like, slipped in my mind, bro, which pissed me off because I never do that. Yeah. Like, I book things and do all kinds of stuff, so slipping my mind is not really an option. So, like... The time came, and they texted me, like, at 2 o'clock, whenever I was supposed to be there, and it was like, yo, are you coming? And I was like, damn, dude, I forgot all about it. And I was like, such a piece of shit. Because it sucks, man. Yeah. Nobody wants to, like, waste their time, too, you yeah. know? Like, I, I know what that feels like. I used to be that guy that was, like, a yes guy. Yeah. They would always just say yes to everything, and then let everything just, like, just hurt people, man. And then just pull out. Now, it's just, if I don't want to do something, I'm just yeah. so real. Nah, nah, we're good. <laughs> but I feel the same way. I booked that fucking Burt Mill show. They like when you book a show and they come back and like within a couple days they're like, when can we do this again? Yeah. Like so I did it Friday and then my Monday they were like already talking to me. I was like, fuck yeah, that's what you want to hear. Mm. And so then I was like, good, I'll take any date. And then realized I'd already told my friend I'd be in this wedding. And I was like, oh fuck, of course it's the day I'm in Asheville. <laughs> like nah. the one time I've actually got something on a Saturday. You see, you're already seeing me with my schedule book. I carry it with me everywhere because at any time I could get a call like for True. something and I want to, I don't want to have to tell the owner like, uh, let me get home and check my schedule book. Like, because then they might not be available. Oh yeah. Dude. Time. So <clears throat> I have it with me at all times. Like it's always with me so I can always answer that it's call. It's a smart, so, smart move, man. Um, smart fucking moves. There ain't nothing wrong with that. If it, how, how many, like when you book comedy, like, how do you do it? Because the way I always do it, I set up one show, and then I try to book the next show that night. If I, I try to, so right now I'm just getting my feet in it, because, yeah. like, I've always been the guy that, I've only been on comedy four years. Okay. I've always been the guy to, like, got booked, just show up, and yeah. then I got here and got in the scene a couple months ago. Yeah. No comedy club in town. Yeah. Everybody's just scratching and clawing. Everybody's trying to get shit done, trying to move, and I'm like, dude, I'll come out of, I've got enough money now where I can, you know, I can lose money on a show. Like, fuck it. I just want to get I go things to, going. Be prepared. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. Uh, it's just when, like anything, man. When I used to, when I first got in I my... booked music for years, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that shit's uh, way worse. Yeah. See what these guys, these musicians, like the writers, like what they just ask for on top of getting paid? Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, it is. But you pay for the years that they were doing Correct. it before that. You know, if a guy's one year and then versus when he's four or five in, it's like he knows his time is worth more. So you just don't even feel like asking for little. Because when I first started shows, the way I would try to get in on them was like if you couldn't get them to sub or commit to it, like run a charity show, do yeah. some kind of charity show where it's for a benefit. Show them the value you could bring. Yeah, so. you're doing something nice. Then you get people in the venue, and then it's like, okay, well now the shows we can do one that's paid, and then you're then you're in the door from there. So, but if you book the the comedy because the comedians fill their schedule up the next month time, like I'll book one month and then I'll make sure I book the next month already. So when I book a venue, yeah. I, they go ahead and get them for the next. It's month at least like two because this. Nice. This prevents, like, what happened at Foxtrot, like, where, like, I can't get up with them. So now, like, okay, we're going to have to wait longer before the next show to promote it properly. Yeah. So. The sex is, like, there's only so many comics I know here. So, mm -hmm. like, it's more like the first show I did, six, seven people. Now yeah. we're down to four. Yeah. And maybe with me hosting, so maybe even down to three, just to, like, who knows. But. It's something I learned right off, because when you look at, like, the long game of mm -hmm. how many comedians are here, even the ones that'll come from three hours away to travel here, yeah. like, 
I look at what I have and it's like I can't run more than three comedians on one show because it's my it's myself and then three other people and you just got to keep it like that because then you can have say Brian Granger, Ellie Coleman, and Lou on a show at Eventide in like January and then once you run through all your other comics it'll be three or four months before they come back and yeah. you can bring them all back again and there's like this circle that it goes through so I, I try to do that just to keep the shows fresh yeah. but get the more money you get for the shows the better the the better the show can do so, correct it's, it's just like anything the more yeah. you can put into it too yeah. but i mean i don't mind coming up i like that's the big thing is i'm doing this because i love to do this oh, so yeah, like yeah. the fact that i can now like do what i want to learn what yeah. i want to do fucking awesome man and just give people stage time that's all we really need yeah. you know how many times i've tried to like kill for 15 minutes at a place you know, and now all of a sudden it's just happening, falling out of the fucking sky. Yeah. It's like take care of the others around you, and the world finally comes away to take care of you. It's the scene, crazy. The scene works better if everybody yeah. works together. Like, exactly. You're lucky you weren't here like a couple of years ago because a couple of years ago it was shit. Like, I it heard was terrible. toxic I Charlotte, dude. That's why I didn't go back once COVID hit. I was like, I don't think comedy zone Charlotte's still open, but they haven't hit me up at all. And I went from being there driving three and four hours consistently twice a week for gigs or I try to get it well what you could do there is do a paid gig and then still do two mics so I could do like a gig on a Wednesday or Thursday at Comedy Zone go to like Evening Muse and uh, another one the fucking Trainwreck Comedy Show shout out Brian O'Neill fucking great dude man great friend dude it was a little coffee house he, he looks like a black uh, Sideshow Bob from fucking <laughs> The Simpsons he's me rad him, dude me and him were roasting a little bit cause he was in a comedy tournament that I was in in uh, Charlotte yeah yeah and I came down there and uh, I don't know he said something and it was all in good fun it was jazzing but he was he said something smart and I was like I was like that's why I came to Charlotte and won y'all's tournament and then came back home and he was like you brought the most people congratulations and oh yeah like, is that where we're gonna go that's what he uh, said I was like bro I was like I beat you in your home field I was like come on now I was like you know I didn't have more people did you go to uh, you. <laughs> did you ever do like uh, so the comedy battles it was yeah. comic strip it was the very first one they had gotcha and then, so it was roast battles too and then two sets and so the first roast battle I won on I thought it was me and them just shitting on each other yeah that's what a rose supposed yeah. to be i had this girl and i fucking took her to the house nice <laughs> she went and just did a fucking normal 10 minute oh set and God. it was like so hold on i wasn't just supposed to shit all over her yeah i got fucking nobody talked to me that whole night oh. like that whole night oh was, dude yeah no, whoopsies one regular set one rose set yeah, yeah so i mean tell me dude if we're gonna do roast i want a roast like I will go for the jugular. <laughs> like, that's the yeah. whole point of a rose. I mean, it's a rose, yeah. yeah. So you better have it. Like, yeah, especially a white girl. Oh, my God. A white girl in her 20s? Dude, it, you're done. It, <laughs> go ahead. We went to a club that was, what was it? Uh, I can't remember what the name of it was, but it was basically, it was an all-black club. Like, I was the only white dude pretty much there other than, like, I don't think Wolfgang Hunter's a white dude, but is he? I have no idea who that sure. is. You with the name, like, Wolfgang, I'm going to go with a white guy. Well, but. but he was in, he was in the end, but... So it was funny when we got into the roast battles. Like I almost like I posted the video too. Like it's 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 ridiculous, but it does have some gems in it. But I ended up like rap battling, almost like roasting him. And then like it was funny. You can hear a chick in the ground in the crowd. She's like, "Those white boys got bars." Fucking eight mile just I, came right in here. Yeah, Did you put it, a white beater on. Really getting fucking. <laughs> I went out there, it was good, and then I, and it was funny because I only had $40 in my pocket when I headed to Charlotte, so I didn't know how I was going to get back if I didn't win, so 
I put all my money in my gas tank and was like, well, I was like, I'll figure this out if I don't win. So I rolled the dice on myself and, right. like, oh, and then I won and I was like, fuck yeah. Cause it was 250 bucks. And I was like, now I can get home. <laughs> Dude, when you go all in on yourself, man, that's when everything works out. When you have like a toe in and a toe out. Yeah. I was doing that for a minute, dude. I was booking gigs, traveling, and then I would like have a couple months, and I'd be like, I don't even want to do anything. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid, man. Why? Uh -huh. Just go. Just fucking do every open mic. Do everything you can do. Yeah, like, but you can get burned out on open oh. mics. I, I, I get it. <laughs> I used to do so many, and had, there was no shows like I could get on, yeah. so like that's all I had. And again, when the scene was toxic as shit, yeah. like, I was an outsider, like because of the jokes I did. Like, I mean, and yeah. yeah, not only that, but like uh, meeting people for the first time that always have this like uh, like new guy in the room, like yeah. new guy energy sucks, man. Nobody wants to like. Yeah. I watched this new guy come up, hit me up. He was at the show I did. Then showed up to the open mic when I was like, hey, there's a mic at that. Turns out he's an L.A. comic or moved mm -hmm. from L.A. Yeah. Dude, guy knows his shit, but, like, he looks a little downy. Not going to lie. He's got, like, a little mullet, got a little backpack. They bumped him. Sean bumped him, like, five times on the open mic. So his first mic, that gets bumped on a fucking, like, on a mic. Uh, oh, it sucked, dude. I felt so bad for the kid. And that's just what I, when you're new in a scene, dude, you get yeah. shit on. Yeah. It sucks. There's no way around and, it. And I get that, but I always, if I see new people, man, I always introduce myself and be cool with them. Yeah, because plus, you, you never know, man. I, you know, you, you talk to a lot of people and there's going to be a lot of people that don't work out and they do. So introducing yourself and just, I mean, making a positive environment is the best way to start, like, yeah. I believe. And then if people work themselves and you're like, oh, you're just an asshole, then if you want to distance yourself, you can. Dude, so, it's really easy in comedy to figure out who sucks. Yeah. It's so oh, awesome. Because everybody teams up, they're like, hey, hey. Yeah. Hey, yeah. But see, sometimes it's yeah. even just a group thing. Because when I got here, I'm not going to say it was the best or anything. I was yeah. brand new. But I, I thought I was doing okay. And, and, you know, it was just like... I, something got said around the lines like if you do shows with Tim like I won't do shows with you and because I didn't have any leverage at the time like I didn't have shows or, or yeah. anything like that it's like well so the way we're standing with the proven damn <laughs> I just kind of want to see what I would have to say to like make somebody do that <laughs> like that's impressive I would never do Not that, even that bad, yeah. but it's fucked up to do yeah, <laughs> yeah no, right, know, dude, just like... ostracized for like just what a joke yeah <laughs> but, yeah Oh, dude, I mean... I mean, it's all about the relationships. Yeah. That's what you learn, man. It's all about who you know. Somebody's got a better end. Somebody knows the book in person more. Yeah. You know, so that's why you throw yourself out there. What's well, got a, to. One hand washes the other situation. Like, the more you have to offer people, the more they want to be around you in a lot of cases. So, yeah, Who wants I mean, to be actual friends who's really on the team or who wants to just ride yeah. this fucking wave? That's well, what I love about meeting these kids. Like, Wes, man. I love Wes so much. Would, yeah. Have you, yeah. Have you fucked with him? Uh, I had him on something, man. It, I had him on an Eventide show. And, you know, it just... It was it was the show that I wasn't there for. Like, so I didn't actually get to catch him. Gotcha. But uh, someone who gave me... Someone gave me his information. It might have been Ellie. Yeah. I think. And, Good kid, man. 22. He's like that very well slow-paced. He just... Yeah. Uh, he owns a room, man. But yeah. not only that, he's very well-written. Like, his stuff's good. He's, he's, he's good. He's really good. I hear a lot about him. He's a one-liner. Yeah. He's a one-liner guy. He has a lot of funny, like, repet like not repetitive, but he just, he can make you laugh a lot of times with a short amount of time with yeah. just, like, one-line jokes. Like, they're pretty good. So, yeah, I still haven't got to catch him. Yeah. He's good, man. It, like the, to meet him was like probably the best thing because we were just we both been doing the open mics at bars. Are Sean was like, hey, I've got these comics from Philly coming in. Me and Wes work the door. I'm like, Wes, you're on security. He's about 120 pounds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean McAdams is, is cool. Yeah, I like him. He's a he's a pretty cool. Guy. Seems like a, I mean, I've I've genuinely enjoyed meeting everybody here. Yeah, like it's a good.
good scene. Sean's rad, Wes is rad, Mike's rad, Harrison's hilarious, Hunter is the <laughs> Hunter's a fucking trip, dude. Hunter's all the same. <laughs> he, that dude gets down too. When he like, dude, I, I watched him just go up bombed a couple oh, weeks ago yeah. and just not give a fuck. And I, I love it. I love yeah, shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, it's you know, so good. I mean, you're gonna bomb. Right? Yeah, dude. Oh, dude, I tanked. I tanked it over my on purpose. I just set that up there. I was like, I'm in a bad headspace. I didn't want to do anything written. I was just like, I'm just gonna yeah. crowd work an open mic. Yeah. Like that's gonna work. And the first thing I had is this one dude at bars are. Looked like Lou Vega. Like, he looked like he was at in the Rum Diary. Like, it was like, it looked like he was on vacation in Miami. Like, what are you doing in here? Like, what the fuck are you doing in here? I was like, Lou Vega from Mambo Number no. 5. Nobody said a word. AJ, fucking black dude, like, uh, dreads. He looks just like Tracy Chapman. And, like, I made Burke. I'm, I'm about broke Zach Burke with this one. I was like, give it up, Tracy Chapman, everybody. 2021, you make it a comeback. I was like, Burke, how do you do fucking comedy with the lights on, dude? They don't just, like, they don't fuck with you? They don't uh, take you down? Because he's got the, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's funny. I took a flash picture of him the other day. He was on stage, and, like, I didn't realize it was on flash. And, you know, he's got, like, the oh, epilepsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I flashed him, and I, and he looks, like, right at me. You can see the camera <laughs> in his eyes. And I was like, damn, dude, my bad. Yeah, I'll just like, put on Pokemon, dude, if we ever have a problem. <laughs> I'll just turn the lights off and on real quick. I told him the other the last time we did comedy, I was like, I just want to see you fuck one time. Like his mannerisms. When I found out he had a girlfriend, I was like, no way. And then I found out I was like four years older than him. And I was like, no way. Zach Burke, yeah, he's been around a long time. Good fucking like dude. Is he really? I think that makes sense, man. Now, I think, it so. does make sense because like his mannerisms, his like energy is just perfect. That's why I love him at hosting spot because, you know, he's just got high energy. Like, yeah. I think he does good comedy sets, but if you want him to move a show along, I mean, he just is so like. He's like a wacky so waving, flailing, flailing tube man in real life. Like, yeah. 100%. I was messing with him the other day, like, because he had a pretty good say. He can't, were you, you went was to it the, the Fox Rock show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I hit him with that line. I said, because I hit him with the line about him being, that had been his, uh, what is it, his make it last, make it, his make, his a, make wish. a wish. Yeah, oh, like, dude, that that's was, so good. I was, like, that's his good. make a wish, you guys. Good. Like, if you didn't laugh at bad people, like, <laughs> I mean, and then I just streamed it in the yeah. next comic, and that's how you keep it moving. That's, and that's how you host. You just yeah. roast something quick about that guy, yeah. and if you want to speed it up, you can. Like, yeah. seeing, uh, non-comedy people at Mike's doing like not speeding up comics and not like running through the list because yeah. I mean when there's fucking 15 people on the list dude let's roll yeah. <laughs> I'm not here to be yeah you gotta watch it in between time because that's where we're at up. especially if, you, if you've been in that crow in a long time uh, it's been I did one open mic there and that was <laughs> it and Comedy Zoom Charlotte kind of like took me under so like I just did whatever they told me to do more than anything well good luck cause yeah. sometimes it'll be 35 people oh yeah yeah dude there. I've heard just and it's two minutes. I'm about it's to go funny. out there. I'm gonna be loud yeah. when I get out there. I'm like, there's 35 comics here tonight. I didn't see none of y'all have two. I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get up there. I'm gonna take my jacket off slowly. I'm gonna take like something else off slowly, and then I'll go up and I'll say one thing. I'll be like perfectly. I get five seconds. Nice. Yeah, you know, show up. I think I'll be awesome. You're gonna have to it. sign up early because, Fuck. dude, what it is too, man. You sign up and then people sign up. People in front of them. I hate that shit. I hate. Yeah, sign me up if I'm not there, dude. That's not the way it works. Yeah, you show dude. up. You get here. <laughs> dude, I've been like third in line and still went like 15. That's what I'm saying. You get bumped. Like, dude, that's what Sean did to that kid the other day. Just bumped him well, fucking Well, because you, you, you sign it up. 
And but see, then like there'll be three people in front of me, and then when I get up there, alone always had the number one spot because he had to get out of there. And then you know, number two guy or number three guy, and then I'm right there, and then they'll sign up fucking three or four people a piece, and I'm like, dude, fuck you! I've been here since like six o'clock. <laughs> I so, don't, I don't miss doing that. Yeah. And here we go. <laughs> It'll happen. Yeah. Right? People get mad about it eventually. You got some time? You want to keep it rolling? Or uh, what time? I don't know. It's 322. Yeah. I got a little bit. Got a little bit? I mean, got a few more minutes, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. But. Uh, so what else you got going on? What's your next show? Is it the Crab Pot? Tonight is the Crab Pot. Since that's tonight? Yeah. Nice. Then, Where's uh, that at? That's in Surf City. Okay. And there's John Feltz and Feliz Nadu. I got Feliz on mine on Saturday. Um, and I used then, to. I happened to meet her from banging a girl that was friends with her. Nice. <laughs> like, or just not even friends, just kind of knew of her. And she's like, oh, you should get it real funny. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. And then she was hosting a gig I was on. She was on the Sour Barn gig with me. And I was like, oh, dude, she's awesome. Feliz she's is super funny. Super sweet she's, art. Super sweet. She cares. You know, puts yeah. a lot of effort into it. She was good when she got in. Like, again, I've talked to people since they get in the door. So when I've seen Feliz, no. I'm like, and there's not that many women comics around. True, too. yeah. So if it's I like her and Ellie, if you really think yeah, about it. Yeah, her right and now. Ellie. So, and, and so if I see, especially if it's a female comic, I see she's doing good. I'm like, hey, like, I got some shows for you to add some diversity to the yeah. show, especially. And Feliz was good right when she started. And then I think once she stopped caring, like, whether she would lose friends or family or if they would get pissed about it, then she got way, even way better. That's the, I'm telling you, man, the, like, cut those people. You live for yourself. And, like, oh, man, as soon as I got my family to, like, me not give a fuck about that anymore, everything just skyrocketed, bro. As soon as I could just be myself all the time and not try to hide anything. Yeah. It's a huge part of it, man. It is. Because nobody tells you about the, the, the strife of, like, your your family's gonna hear about some of the things you said, <laughs> and they're like, oh, "Okay." I mean, there's a lot of stuff like it's even, comedy, dude. Yeah. And then not... if you have venues and stuff, like you can say things, and then it can be taken out of context, and then like you're not a lot to get canceled as far as you as a person. But it's like now they can get me, now they can spin this, get me canceled from places. If you read out like a text of like what I've said out loud, yeah. just like at work, like yeah. thank God I don't have an HR. I'd be in jail right now. That's not bad, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> just the things we say all day. It's fun. We work construction. Well, yeah. I just um, I just didn't care about it from the gate because, and again, it cost me early yeah. because, like I said, like doors were closed for me because I was offensive or because my content, like I, I've said what I wanted to say. And then I had to wait for I had enough leverage to where like, okay, now I can say what I want to say and you can't do anything yeah. about it. So once I got there, like I was in a good spot, but I playing myself from the very beginning was the best way to go because if you're real from the top like oh yeah you don't have to worry about anyone oh what about this tweet you did and or posted in 2020 yeah. like yeah i did fucking do that <laughs> like and i don't care yeah. <laughs> like, I don't or, the bill Burr show, approach. yeah show my fucking grandma my instagram dude yeah. what's up grandma yeah. i love you you know this yeah my family's like she's gonna watch. My family's nasty. Yeah. Like as yeah. far as like they nasty jokes and stuff yeah. like that. If my grandma came to the show, it would be just par for the course yeah. for her. She would not even. So you know Steph, right? Stigma. Yeah. So yeah. Steph, we did this VFW show. I followed Steph, and she had her grandfather, her dad, and her cousin like right there. And she yeah. just her last joke was doing a joke about like her sucking on deck, uh-huh. and just like I followed that. I was like, yeah. well, I wanted to come up here and do edgy stuff, but Steph just talked about blowing herself in front of three generations of her own family. So, yeah. I, whatever I'm gonna say means nothing mm-hmm. anymore. Steph is funny. Yeah, she goes for it. Yeah, yeah. Funny. We're working on like a, she got Bottega, so she's got a. Uh, okay. I think her or Hunter got Bottega, one of those. Yeah. No, she got uh, what's it called, Barzar. So she's Barzar, a new, yeah. yeah, she's a new host over there. 
Yeah. Warzone. Oh, what a weird fucking spot. Love weird, it. I love weird people, though. If you want to people watch, damn, that's a good place to go. It's going to be a wide range of people. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw Randy was there Monday, I was like, Randy fucking slacks there? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. shocking. I've been there like six weeks in a row. Nobody. <laughs> well, because I'll tell you, the bars are in his head. It's nice. Well, it's great. But if you are if you want to test your skill, like go there because... Sometimes the crowds are limited, and that's why some comics won't even go there. Yeah. But if you can go up there and make, if there's six people there, seven or eight or nine, and like you can make those people laugh, and for 15 minutes, like you can keep kind of going, like that's a good spot to hone your skills. Like it's a it's a crowd that you have to be direct with, so it's a completely different set. Like some people just give up at that door. Like, yeah. but if you come, like, like try to make them laugh. I feel like what we've been doing and doing shows at bars and not in comedy rooms yeah. and like all these places. Imagine just going to a dark room where everybody knows you're going to say something fucked up. Man. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait, dude. Yeah. Chop it at the bit because I'm I'm doing well at rooms that I shouldn't do room like shouldn't do well in. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, comedy, Decros, uh, it is nice to have everybody come out and know they've seen comedy for yeah. sure. But, um, I'm sure you still get like a lot of Groupon dates. Is that still a thing? I don't know. Do been out of the game a minute. I never <laughs> used the Groupon, but that, uh, Dead it's Pro, super wide. Dead Pro's fun. Yeah. Um, well, it, it was my first venue that I did comedy at, and like, if it wasn't for Dead Crow, like, I wouldn't have been able to start comedy. Yeah. So, no matter whatever happens, like, you know, I've only really ever done open mics there. And then I did, like, I was in the comedy festival, like, hosting a couple of shows that they had. Uh, but, you know, that's the extent of it. But if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have been doing it. So, but. You gotta start somewhere, bro. It's funny because. Run one built in a day. One big uh, little step at a time. I started comedy because I got fired from my job. I was working right. at Builders, like, and I got fired, like, two separate times. Like one, the first time was because I failed a drug test. And Passed then, my drug test, got a seventy-five. Yeah, failed, a passing grade. Right? Failed that, and then I got caught drinking on lunch. Like I had a beer with pizza at a place, and a girl that didn't like me happened to work there, happened to come in and see me, and there was two other people drinking with me, and she only told on me. <laughs> <laughs> only told on me and, and uh seems like you got like a a, a nice little aura about you where everybody's like fuck this guy i, I, I was like being a ginger's gotta be hard man I like, they just hate you right out of the gate I, jesus i knew she didn't like yeah. me but i'm not the type of dude like even if i don't like you i'm not gonna go out of my way and like get you fired like you're lively yeah. i got kids and shit and she got me fired like but silver lining she got me fired so it gave me a chance to like start doing comedy nice. so i got fired from there started doing comedy did that for a few months while i looked for a good job a decent paying job and then eventually got back to builders once the enough time passed they called me to come back but if it wasn't for her ill will then yeah. i may have never like i was comfortable yeah. Like in that work, but like ultimately, this will be the best way for me, to dude. Go. Yeah, you're finally getting like the final form. But yeah. uh, I was, <laughs> I have a, I was dating a Puerto Rican stripper at the time because mm -hmm. I'm just a talk. I see red flags, and I'm like William Wallace from Braveheart, so just storm that fucking beach <laughs> like Normandy. But uh, she was actually talking me into it. She's like, dude, you're funny. You've always been funny. You love comedy. Why don't you do it? Like, why? It's who you are. Like, you're the clown everywhere you go. That's all you try to do is make people laugh. Like, it's been my number one thing. I've always, like, worked in Verizon forever. I was always the guy's, like, story time. Guys, can't wait to fucking hear this. Or I'd drive up and, like, walk right outside and have to clean the throw up out of my car. That is just for a night of drinking on the ride to Southport at 7 in the morning. But she talked me into it, man. She was like, just fucking go do it. And I went and bombed an open mic yeah. at Dead Crow so bad that I ran up the stairs. <laughs> 
left my debit card at the bar, so I had to go back down. I got booed twice, <laughs> like right out of the game. Yeah, it was some terrible Tiger Woods DUI joke from like five years ago. So stripper molded your future. Oh yeah, dude, stripper just fucking. She was she was Patrick Swayze, and I was Demi Moore. You know, we were just fucking making that clay up. I was gonna do this, but a yeah. stripper was the turning point. Hey, straight up, dude. She made me the best. She turned my life around, bro. Not only did only ask like a ten year old boy, like she was the shit, man. We're still cool, like we're still friends, but I just can't be in that life anymore, man. Bartending lifestyle, the like I don't I don't do that life anymore. I wake up super early, yeah. and I get my shit together. Comedy is the most fun I have. Like that's my fun. Yeah, that's where I go like let loose on everything. That's the only, I, if there's one thing I don't like about doing comedy as far as once you like quit your job and then that's your livelihood, like before you just did it because you loved it, yeah. I definitely do it because I love it. Like it calls on me to do it. So, but at the same time, it's like now I got to also make sure it's profitable. Like, cause True. like you said with shows. Treat it like a business, man. Yeah. Like when you said with shows, when I first started, I mean, I was taking hits because I was paying the comics out and losing the $30 in ads. So Dude, I, I lost. Negative. I'm going to lose a lot this week just because I wanted to go well enough. I didn't even care. Like, here you go. Y'all take everything. I've got to go. But I know that if you take care of people to yeah. trust them and take care of them, they'll take care of you. So, like, lose one. Who cares? You know, build it up from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you got to be willing to take a loss for a while. I mean, yeah. you work at me, for I free as a loss. Fuck yeah, I mean, man. I mean, yeah. it, show up to an open mic, drink a couple beers, you lost $12. Like, just exactly. to think like that, but I don't think like that. If you only think in those terms. Correct, exactly. See, you got to see a bigger picture. Correct, exactly. But if you do see the bigger picture, you're, you're if good. If you go there to just fuck around and not take it serious. I mean, there's some nights where I definitely am like, fuck yeah. it. You know, you're not in the right headspace, but you still do yeah. it. I love doing comedy when I'm not ready for it because yeah. I feel like that's going to help me. Because imagine, like, doing a big gig and you know a bunch of people are there for you and you paid a bunch of money for you and like yeah. you're not feeling it and you still have to fucking give still these people a show it. you gotta watch this video i think i just posted this from ryan barker or ryan parker maybe and uh he does like this little thing about people because people are asking him for advice or to help their yeah. career and he's got millions of followers but he did the, just this video where he was like you know like why do you want to do it and stuff like that you should you should check it out it's actually it's pretty good like though just the way he lays it out it's just it's just like damn like i'm glad other people feel like that about comedy but you know those are the ones that win like they yeah, want to do it because it they don't have a choice like this is the only thing they want to do yeah like, so yeah, he was like it doesn't choose you he's like if you want to do it for the glitz and the glamour he's like those people lose quick he was like you have to do this because if you didn't you'd be the saddest yeah. motherfucker there ever was like, <laughs> it's not, I'm, I'm not doing this for fame there's no fame in this there's yeah. a couple people that grow like rogan but yeah. that's way above and beyond like what yeah. i'm trying to do i'm just doing this as like the next step on being myself all yeah. the time doing what yeah. i love all the time no negative people no people yeah. that suck People that want to push me up. I'm telling you, dude, I don't talk to it. If I don't you know how if you, short your list is, dude, guy, yo, you said people that suck. Dude, dude yo, man, <laughs> I, I act like I'm going to hang out with them. We could do a show, but we're not going to be cool. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I cut all that. I don't have time for it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck that. Dude, I have the same way, man. Some I, people suck. There's yeah. no fucking way around it. Dude, I have people do shows that, like, with me that we do not, we did not. We, we, I've noticed that shows make us better over time, but yeah. there's people that have done shows that above, like, what we think about each other. It's like, like we could put it on a really good funny show so we put that under the bridge usually one thing heals the other but like some people can't see past that so yeah. when you say i won't do a show if you do a show with him it's like dude like if you just let that die like we can all get along yeah, we're like, all we're all here for the same be cause, professional bro. push yourself up dude what you want to, anything you got to plug anything you want to throw out there um 
Grandpa tonight, but this is probably going out. I'm gonna edit it tonight. Yeah, talk it about tomorrow. tomorrow. So I have to mention my sponsors out there. Yeah, go for it. The Computer Warriors, they're over here. They got five locations. Be the face of the franchise. So you guys, if you got any phone repairs or or, or uh, laptops, anything like that, you can go by there. And, uh, they're a pretty good spot. Like, what other shows you got coming up too? Um, shit, I got a, I got a Crooked Lotus uh, on Saturday. Where's that? It's in um, Sneeds Ferry. Okay, that one's at eight p.m. It's got Kevin Alderman in it. I mean, he's he's a pretty big guy. Nice. And then uh, next week I got Eventide and and Surf City Leaf and Barrel, and I got uh, Lou Morgante on both of those, and Timmy Sherrill on both of them. I saw the uh, Timmy with the tickets too. That pool park one, I was like, fuck yeah, man. Dude, that one's like we're starting to sell tickets on that one too. That I do want to plug yeah. that because. As Smokey Tony's LLC on Facebook or Tim the Comedic Ginger, you can find me and follow me. Um, we got we got tickets on there, man. There's we had 150. If you wait to get it's 150 people, it's 150, it's 150 tickets all together. But if you if you wait to get to the door, like you're not gonna get one because we're already we're we're still about a month out. And it's, that's awesome. It's cleaning up to do a 150 so, person room like yeah, that. That's yeah. awesome. Where are you doing it at? It's a uh, it's Smoky Tony. Okay, gotcha. It, it's funny because they normally rent the event space. Okay, and so me and him were talking money the entire yeah. time. So he thinks I'm telling him I'm gonna pay him this amount of money to do this show, and then he and then at the end of it he's like, yeah, let's do it, and I'm like, yeah. So you pay me this, and he was like, no, no, and I was like, oh, so now we've misunderstood yeah. each other. So then we did a ticketed show and came up with a better thing, yeah. and it's doing good. So. Listen, you get 10% of the door. No, I get 90. Hell, Not hell. you, I'm talking to him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a 10, you get 10% from the door. I'll take 90. Good to see you. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's always good to get uh, comedy out there where there's nothing, nothing's going on. Especially Sneeds Fair. I mean, that's a market that you're hitting, that, that Jacksonville. There's really not that much, man. So, I mean, you got military out there. You got, like, people. It's Sneed Ferry-wise, Hampstead, Surf City. Like, uh, that's untapped, dude. That's it's all nice. they it's had. Good to, so, that guy from, like I said, that from Tap That, hit me up a while back so i used to yeah. work with him at uh the tar hill in jacksonville this, yeah. this venue out there and then i guess I, who were you talking to is john morgan i think was the guy um for a while and now it's i, I think it's someone else it's yeah. it's d or someone like that so uh, this, someone else someone new runs yeah, it, yeah. this dude was like oh, i'm gonna go open up my own bar i'll get you over there i'm like all right cool yeah fuck yeah man because i do it more for i mean it's loyal to who the yeah. guy is more than the place you know yeah. i'd be more loyal to people than a, than a space because the venue, man, all, all I need is a 4 by 4 and a microphone. Like, I can make anything kind of work. Yeah, we'll be there on the 21st. Okay. That, that's actually... The Tap That Show is on the yeah, 21st? Yeah, nice. next week. So nice. so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, doing some comedy. And then a couple yeah, days we'll wait. And then, you know, that's going to be a fun-ass trip. Because me, Brian Granger, Zach Burke, and Cameron Smith are okay. going to all take a van and ride up there. Like, so the trip there is going to be as fun as the trip back in the show. That's <laughs> what the whole point of, like, that's what I was trying to get. I had Mike and Harold all of them. I was like, fuck yeah, dude, we'll just drive up. Make it a whole road trip. I'll drive. I'll take care of everybody. We'll yeah. have a fucking blast that's the way to do it man yeah. those conversations are the best part about oh yeah yeah, yeah. cam's hilarious oh he is and when you get him closed off and like uh -huh. there's no like he's worried about anything it's like it's you just, can actually get his attention it's brian Green. Awesome. Oh, i haven't yeah. met brian yet oh, so dude. yeah he's i mean he is a situationally funny like people that are funny like when you're not on stage like yeah yeah con, like it doesn't translate on stage he's like that all the time where he's just funny here funny there funny all the time there's those people you can put anywhere and yeah. they'll be fine i like, mean i love that 
Yeah. His first five minutes of any spot that he does is just breaking down whatever venue it is. Yeah. Mess on people in the thing. And I mean, he gets it going every time. That's crowd work. Get them on your team. Then do whatever. I'd like to say something terrible or like just a good opener or like just yeah. one joke. See how the room goes yeah. and then go from there. But you always pick your spots. I love old whites. Like yeah. I just find an old white guy and I'm just boom. Like, You're going to hate me. You can do whatever you want to him. Get over here. Tommy Brian, Bahama. Brian wasn't booked on much yeah. when I first started comedy. It was so crazy. He's like one of the most underrated comedians like in this area. Like I couldn't believe it. Like I was like, dude, you should be on everything. And he was like, oh, man. Yeah. Dude, I can't believe That kind of attitude though is why he will be on everything. Yeah. Just keep yeah. doing your thing, man. Become un like unavoidable. Like you, People will find you. Yeah. Under the, yeah. Uh, um, How people found me here. Hunter saw one video of the first set I did back. I went to my first set back after a year and fucking a month, you know, <laughs> after doing a, a set every week or every weekend or at least every month forever to now just like nothing for a year. But it was at Seven Mile, a bar in Ogden. And I'm the only comic that's performed there. So they were doing like a showcase and I was the only one they brought over there. And like he happened to see a video of it and hmm. they just reached out and that's, all that has has spiraled me here for three months. It's just little, Fucking one little thing, dude. It's, just it's crazy. One, I mean, you always just an inch away from something that could have changed you, everything. You like never. You, that's why you take every opportunity you can. Exactly. Man. So I'm really glad you were here, man. Yeah. Fucking rad. So good to fucking meet you, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do a lot in the future. Good so time. Blood Table, thank you. We got show Saturday, Burnt Mill Creek. Come check it out. The Burnt Out Comedy Show at Burnt Mill Creek. Great name. Couldn't have had a better person. <laughs> yeah, but take it easy, guys. Y'all have a good day, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Quick and easy, bro. That's pretty good. Easy. It was fun. Yeah. It's a lot better than uh I went to a friend of mine, Bob McKnight, and he had one.